This is 680-CJOB. It's the main ingredient here on 680-CJOB, and I'm Kevin Bergen here with you. Up first, I'm doing a remix of someone whose interview I really liked. Kim Balkowski, owner and chef of Flora and Farmer, was on last month to talk about what she does, and I'd like to hear it again. Okay, so Kim, how is it going today? It's going well. Welcome Thanks. to the main ingredient. Um, so let's talk a little bit about you and your background and what led to starting this business. Uh, well, I guess I started the business. Um, it started out as a hobby back in 2000 and I think I started canning in 2010 just yep. as a, because of a slur- surplus from the garden. So I taught myself how to can um, and then just kind of toyed with it, you know, built on recipes and had a lot of fun being creative. And uh, in, let's see, 2012, uh, I was in an accident, which uh, I guess led to me losing my job and uh, prompted me to start my own business. Which is a little bit crazy. So you were, you were, you, I'm assuming that you're always into cooking. I've always loved cooking. I think my first uh, cooking experience on my own was probably when I was, I was still in elementary school, so maybe 10, mm-hmm. 12 years old, and I made a chocolate cheesecake from scratch by myself. Hang on, hang on. When was this? Uh, 10 or 12 years old. So Billy gets his mom to make, you know, cookies or what, Smarties or whatever kids make nowadays, and you bake a cake. Ambitious. Good grief. Man. Did it go over well in class? <laughs> I did well. <laughs> <laughs> I can imagine. <laughs> okay, so so there's many areas that you can go into as far as cooking goes. What, what what interested you in growing stuff out of your garden and, you know, canning it and pickling? Uh, well, I mean, gardening, I guess, has been a long, long I've had a long history of love with gardening. Mm -hmm. Um, So when I moved into my own place, when I turned, well, I guess by the time I got my own garden, I was in my early 20s, mid-20s, and um, was just, I planted a couple plants in the backyard and in old, giant feta cheese containers, actually. You are an old soul, man. You are a totally old soul. (laughs) And every year, my garden got a little bit bigger, and I would grow it build another garden bed for it. And uh, I guess a couple of years into gardening, I just had a ton of cucumbers and uh, taught myself how to how to make um, cucumber pickles. Yep. And uh, I guess growing my own food's always been really important to me because I, I had a big interest in food sustainability and security, um, knowing where your food comes from mm-hmm. and everything that goes into it. And it also really helps you appreciate food. Mm-hmm. Like um, you had that appreciation before the big fad where everybody's saying, hey, eat local and blah, blah, blah. You were just... Like we're naturally interested in that in the first place. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, when I was really young. My best friend's uh, granny lived out in Birds Hill, so we would go out to Birds Hill for. I think I would stay out there for a couple weeks at a time, and she had a crazy huge garden. For sure, she's in Birds Hill, no doubt. It was it was massive, and our job would be to go out with giant fly swatters and kill all the grasshoppers and pick the potato bugs off. And I don't know. It's still just like a very charming memory for me. It's <laughs> so. funny. Most kids would be like, "I'm not doing that." And you're like, "Sure." <laughs> it was really fun to put them all in a Pilots squish yep. them. <laughs> <laughs> and here you look so normal. <laughs> I only look normal. <laughs> People say that about me too, right? But behind my back. Um, you know, I noticed that you have a few tattoos. But mm-hmm. the one, there's one on, I think, your left arm. It looks like it's cutlery or something. Yep. it's uh, This is my vegetable garden on this arm. Oh, really? So it's basically borscht. That is super colorful, <laughs> the green on your arm. Yeah, that it's is beautiful. Cr- yeah, it looks really real. So I've got beets and mushrooms and dill and garlic and uh, oh, peas yeah. 
and a fork, knife, and spoon to eat it all with. What inspired that? <laughs> um, you know, I think it's kind of obvious, but maybe you can tell well, me. Well, it started out with just the fork, knife, and spoon. I'd always wanted a fork, knife, and spoon tattoo. I'm a pretty, pretty heavily tattooed lady. Yeah. So uh, I'd always wanted the fork, knife, and spoon. But as it goes with tattoos, as soon as you have an idea, you're like, well, why stop there? <laughs> I know. Hey, you get one and it just kind of... Yeah, it just evolves, right? Yeah, so this is my this is my vegetable garden on this arm, mm-hmm. and I've got my perennial garden on my other arm. That is really I can't believe how <laughs> that leaf on on the yes, that looks so real there. Yeah, holy smokes, I man! Go, I go to a good artist. Yeah, that looks really good. Yeah, I'm too dark for that stuff, so you know I'll appreciate <laughs> it on you. Okay, so um, let's talk about flora and farmer first before we talk about what it is. I'm curious about the name. Uh, well, the name comes from uh, my first batch of pickles. Mm-hmm. I accidentally fermented them, um, taking a recipe from an old Ukrainian cookbook, which just said salt and water and garlic and dill and put it in a jar and leave it on the counter for four days. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's strange, but okay, I'll follow the instructions. And uh, it ended up making an awesome fermented cucumber or f- fermented pickle. Yep. And uh and so that's kind of where the flora comes from because fermentation is good for your gut flora. Oh, I gotcha. I and then it's a cute little play on words with yes. the farmer. Oh, I understand. I wonder. <laughs> I sat there all afternoon going, like, where would she have gotten this name? I don't get it. I don't get it. <laughs> so I figured I'd ask, obviously, right? Let's talk about the, the, the business itself, right? So let's talk about the products that Flora and Farmer makes, or that you make. <laughs> well, I have three product lines. Yep. Uh, one would be spreads, which are mostly um, thickener-free. Right. So instead of adding pectin and a crazy amount of sugar, I just cook them down and I reduce them for hours over a, a low boil mm-hmm. until they reduce to a um, like a jammy consistency and till they reach a temperature where the naturally occurring pectin in the fruit comes out and causes it to gel. Okay. So that's my, my first product line. And then I also do pickles mm-hmm. and a huge variety of pickles, cucumbers. I've got asparagus. I do pickled garlic scapes, beets, zucchini. You know, nothing's nothing's out of bounds. I've done pickled fruit before, and all all my recipes are very uh, innovative. Mm-hmm. So they're all very creative. Uh, nothing you're going to find in Safeway, that's for sure. Yep. So which is uh, awesome. That's great, right? Yeah, it's a lot more fun. <laughs> and uh, you have a third line. You said my third line would be my ferments. Okay, let's talk about those. So I do currently. I have just two different types of um, sauerkrauts that right. I make. And right. Okay. You know what? I saw on your site that. I know I'm jumping the gun here, but I got I just had a, a bunch of questions as you when you walked in. Is that you went into the um, the Great Manitoba Food Fight mm-hmm. and the sauerkraut? I guess it's an apple sauerkraut. Apple kraut, yeah. That's that's what you did really well, and maybe yeah. we can talk about that. Yeah, I got the bronze for the Great Manitoba Food Fight this past year. Yeah, um, which is great, and it's for an apple kraut, which is a fermented probiotic sauerkraut uh, made with cabbage, apples. Ginger, garlic, a little bit of green onion, a little bit of chilies, and of course, salt. That's innovative, for sure. Because yeah. I would never think apples and sauerkraut, right? It's kind of like a cross between a kimchi and a sauerkraut yeah. in in the in the gingery, the Asian kind of fusion flavors. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess that I don't even know where I got the idea for apples. A lot of my recipes came from me cooking at a home and just whatever was in my fridge at the time. Yep. And I kind of came up with recipes from there. <laughs> What's left? What can I eat today? It's got to be something good. These things, right? I always find the best meals are those meals, yep, you know? Yep. When I spend time 
preparing a recipe, something that I've looked up or whatever, uh, to have somebody over for dinner. Yeah. It's good. But then the next day I have leftovers made from the little bits of remnants of whatever I made. Totally different type of meal. And yeah. I always think, damn, that's a lot better than it was yesterday. Yeah, totally. <laughs> you guys want to come back today? Yeah. I got something better today. Which is crazy. More from Kim Balkowski and Florin Farmer after the break. In the second part of the show, I'll be talking to Kevin Selsh from Little Brown Jug about their grand opening this Sunday, April 23rd. But right now, I'm going to continue my conversation with Kim Balkowski from Florin Farmer. Um, okay, so let's the spreads I see on your site. Mm-hmm. Um, when I when I brought up the uh, the sauerkraut because um, I didn't I saw it that it want, that you did really well in the Manitoba food fight, but I didn't see it actually on, on your site website. for sale. Yes. Uh, right now, my website just has my retail, uh, my products available for retail. Right. I am planning on updating that soon to yep. include all my products that I have pictures for currently anyways. Yes. Um, and those things are, I'll have a separate page for things that are only available at markets. So gotcha. currently, um, my all my pickles are only available at markets. All my, my sauerkrauts and a larger line of spreads are only available through markets. I understand, Obi-Wan. I get it. I mm-hmm. get it. So but you, mm-hmm. the apple kraut will be available for purchase in retail stores by next fall. Which is awesome because, again, if, if you... You know, if it was good enough to actually win an award for it, mm-hmm. people are going to be asking. Well, I'm sure they are asking for it. I already, get right? so many requests for it every every time. I I've, I think I got two requests from stores this week already. For sure, because again, <laughs> I just looked at your site for five minutes, saw this, and then wondered where it was. So I can yeah. imagine when people actually hear about it. You know, it's a very time consuming process to make. It takes um, well in the kitchen that I'm currently in. It's very. Uh, it's very cold in there, especially in the wintertime, and the oh. temperature really fluctuates. Yeah. So in the wintertime, it takes almost two months, about two, approximately two months to make a batch. How big is a batch? Like how many? Well, I, I fill up large um, brewer's pails, I guess, the yep. same type of pails that you would use to make beer in. Oh, um, hey, you, you got my attention already. <laughs> Holy smokes, my ears just went up. <laughs> so those hold, uh, well, about 30, 30 jars worth. Yep. In there, so um, it depends on how many pails I do. Right. So, so I always, you know, never less than one full pail. For sure, like yeah, obviously, if you're going to do it, you want to make sure that you make a lot, right? Yeah, but of course, space is a concern mm-hmm. because my kitchen is not huge. I got you. So I understand. Yeah, um, the spreads you have a lot of different variety of spreads: savory fig spread, mango rhubarb spread, blueberry basil spread. Um, the spreads themselves are they recommended to use with different? Things like different uh, different foods. Yeah, like uh, well, I mean, it's it's depends on the variety. Some of my varieties are definitely breakfast varieties, like mm-hmm. the mango rhubarb for sure. Right. Um, strawberry beet and vanilla would definitely be a breakfast flavor. Yeah, but, but then hot smoky pineapple and tomato. Hot and smoky. Was... It's great with eggs. Really? So it, it's so good with eggs. Actually, well, on, which one do I got here? I brought you some savory fig. Nice. So that one's more of a chicken pork. Cheese and crackers yep. kind of variety. The savory fig's very robust. Lots of There's lots of caramelized onions and roasted garlic in there. A yep. mm-hmm. little bit of balsamic, so it's really great with meats and cheeses. Awesome. I'm trying this tonight. I got a hockey, and I always want to nibble on something after, man. It's fantastic. Um, all right, let's talk about, you know what? We didn't explain. I know a lot of people don't really know what the Manitoba food fight is. Oh, okay. Right? So maybe you can talk about, you know, what it what it is. Uh, I guess it's a competition yep. put on by Manitoba Agriculture. Yeah, how did you... How did you Get into it. How did you know it existed? Did you get? Do you have to wait for an invite? Like, how did it happen? Um, you know, I think I'd heard about it for a year or two before entering. Mm-hmm. And um, I have a business development specialist through Manitoba Agriculture. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm pretty sure that she had probably sent me the information on how to apply for it, and you know, made sure I was well aware of it mm-hmm. instead of 
in past years or with other things where I'm just like, oh, that's coming up next week. Yeah. Sorry. Damn, miss yeah, that. Yeah, so. Which is really good. So did you find that doing well in that, uh, you know, increased your business a bit? Or yeah, it was right? great for publicity, actually. Yeah. Really good. Um, it really helped give me some credibility. Um, I have companies asking to be a distributor for me now. Oh, nice. Um, so that's really great. All right. Um, yeah, just kind of, uh, it brought my business up a notch. Yeah, which is perfect. That's yeah. the whole reason to do it, right? And yeah, really great media exposure, for yeah. sure. Okay. Um, I noticed on your site also that you do something special for weddings. You do like wedding stuff? I do wedding favors. Like, oh, really? Is that right? Yeah. So how does that work? It's just little jars, and then I make custom tags, mm-hmm. um, and that's pretty much it. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, Kevin, you can figure choose, it out. <laughs> you can choose your flavors. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, as long as it's not a fruit that I can't source in the wintertime or right. something like that, then uh, I actually really love doing wedding favors. Well, so. yeah, I think that would be a great way to generate business, right? Because a lot of different people now are going to taste exactly. your product, right? It's a really, really great uh, form for getting my product out there to lots of different people. And it's really sweet that I'm being included in somebody's in a couple's really special day no yeah, i think i think it's great love um love <laughs> um speaking of love let's talk about uh your participation in the love local mb event on march 18th at the candidates pole park so you've been doing it since the beginning yep so what can people expect from you when they go there from me? From you, from the event itself, and, you know, how well, has the participation been for you? Uh, for me, like, I've, I think the participation's been pretty great. Yep. The first year, they saw more people than they, totally more, they were blown away by the amount of people that came through the door. Um, and then last year, same thing, even more people than the year before. They were a little bit better prepared for, for the excitement this right. in the last year. Hard thing to gauge first time out of gate, right? Always, right? Yeah. yeah. So, um, so this will be the... Fourth year, I guess. Yeah, I think it's a fourth year. Yeah. So um, hopefully it'll turn out just as good as it has in the past. Uh, as a food processor, I love doing it. It's super fun. Uh, it's pretty sweet, I guess. It's a it's a good way to sweeten the deal that everybody mm-hmm. gets a glass of wine when they walk through the door. Totally. Get them, get them a bit <laughs> juiced and tipsy and then come and taste my food. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> That's perfect, man. That's awesome. Um, so obviously you, you've had a good time every year that you've gone. Yeah, I really like it. It's nice to be um, in a room full of like-minded people sure. who have had the same success, well, maybe not the exact same, but similar successes. They they understand your your successes and they understand your struggles. Yeah, probably a lot of good connections and ideas going on there, right? Totally, totally. Lots of, uh, lots of chit-chatting about how we can work together, yep. like different companies can come together and work, mm-hmm. which is awesome. Mm-hmm. You know, like more, as much co-branding, I guess. 100%. Yeah. Uh, do you find that you sample a lot of other people's products while you're there too? I never get a chance to leave the table. Oh, it's <laughs> You know, it's it's a good thing, but it's a bad thing too, right? Yeah. It's like, I guess if you weren't busy and you were sampling, then that's not a good thing. Yeah, exactly. Right? It's pretty funny. Okay, so let's talk about your products themselves. Maybe you can give us some basic information as to where people can purchase your products and where they can get a hold of you if they want to. Okay. Well, um, I guess my contact information would be available on my website, um, floraandfarmer.com. Mm-hmm. Um, I also am on Instagram and Facebook. Um, or you can send me an email at eat at floraandfarmer.com. Mm-hmm. Um, my products are available in, uh, it's over 20 retail stores in Winnipeg now. Wow. I just dropped off an order at Scoop and Way today, yep. so they're carrying it now. Um, as well as a whole bunch, uh, most bakeries, most of the little bakeries in the city, I'm 
thinking I'm getting up there yep. with most of them. That was awesome. All these are listed on your site. Like your yep. site is a is the is a, a base for the general information, right? Exactly. Yeah. So you can see a find a full list of my retailers on my website, um, and then if you keep want to keep on top of things, always follow me on social media is also helpful in between website updates. That is perfect. I thank you for coming in. No problem. Thanks for having me. No problem. Back after the news, sports, and weather with Little Brown Jug Brewing. This is Kevin Bergen on The Main Ingredient on 680 CJOB. Little Brown Jug Brewery has been kicking out quality craft beer for about six months now and has decided to have a grand opening celebration this Sunday, April 23rd. So owner Kevin Selch is here to tell us more about it. Kate, so Kevin Selch, Little Brown Jug, thanks for coming in. Thanks for having me. This is another, again, another remix. I like to call it when people revisit. Um, So maybe let's start with, for those who... uh, maybe missed last time or just um, to remind them of how uh, the history of Little Brown Jug, how your Little Brown Jug got started and what brought you back to Winnipeg to start it up. Sure. So um, I started Little Brown Jug. Uh, We opened in December of uh, this last year. So we've only been open a little over four months. Feels like uh, forever for a lot of the breweries, right? It does feel like time flies, right? And um, we just make one beer right now. It's a Belgian pale ale called 1919. We uh, call it 1919, named after the the hop that we use in it, which is Brewer's Gold. It has a Manitoba connection. It was uh, made by crossing a wild Manitoban hop with an English hop. It was the first commercially available hop, in, uh, and it was made in 1919. And then for us, it's also an homage to the Winnipeg General Strike. We're down in the exchange right across from Red River on Princess, and uh, so it's a bit of an homage to this the city in which we live. Okay, so you guys brew one type of beer. I know you wanted to brew one type to start and do it right, which I think you really do it right. Uh, let's talk about um, let's talk about it. The actual beer itself. Sure. So it's a Belgian pale ale. So it has a bit of um, a citrus and floral aroma on it. It does. Uh, it does indeed. <laughs> then when you uh, you drink it, there's a sort of a sweet malty biscuity taste, and then it finishes with um, the Belgian yeast gives it a little bit of a clove or pepper finish right at the end. We kraus in the beer, so we double ferment it, and on the second fermentation of it, we keep all that CO2 in the beer, so we don't add CO2 later on, and that means that uh, when you pour it from a draft, especially, it gets a really rocky head of foam on it, uh, rocky head on it, and then uh, there should be good lacing on the glass as you drink it. You are really technical, like you don't know details about beer at all. Why this kind of beer? Why Belgian beer? Why not a darker stout? Why not a, like an IPA or... Why this? Like, I like the Belgian pale ale because um, not too many people make a commercial Belgian pale ale. So it's kind of unique in that style. Mm-hmm. Um, but I guess the inspiration for it was I was living in Ottawa at the time and going down to Vermont a lot. And um, there was like a, a brewery and I was bringing back the beer. And it was actually, it was a Belgian golden ale. It wasn't a Belgian pale ale. But I'd bring back as much as I legally could across the border and I'd stock my fridge with it. <laughs> And, uh, you are from Winnipeg. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> and then, uh, you know, Ottawa is like hot and swamp-like, right? So you'd be, I'd be walking home from work on a hot summer day, and I'd be thinking about getting home to crack open that beer. Mm-hmm. And so I wanted a beer that people would feel that way about. So this was this is really our everyday Belgian pale ale. So mm-hmm, that's nice. Um, so why Winnipeg? I grew up here. And I want to come back and I want to do this. I think there's, and not just why Winnipeg, but like why the exchange, mm-hmm. you know, and, and I think there's, it's an exciting neighborhood and there's a lot 
uh, going on there. And I just thought this is a great way to be a part of it. Yeah, there's a lot going on there. I like that picture that you showed me before. That was Is that from where you, you're living now? Like from... Yeah, it's just behind my place on the East Exchange. And uh, yeah, it looks just like Yale Town, right? With totally the, does. With the power uh, with power cables up and string across and the le- the lights on in the alleyway. Yeah, it's nice. Yeah. Let's talk about your brewery. I know that um, you wanted a space that was uh, really community-oriented. I know that you're kind of digging deep roots here at Winnipeg, so let's talk a little bit about that. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we're all about honesty, community, and quality at Little Brown Jug. Those are those are our values. And on the community side, it's you know we have this great space, and people come into it and they say, "Wow, it's really beautiful. Uh, can I do this here?" And I just try to say yes to those ideas and stuff. So we've had some some interesting things already. We did a we did a beer tales event with a band, and. Um, uh, Joel Car- Carlton from uh, uh, Bee's Knees. Barking he was service. just on the Saturday morning show. Was he? <laughs> <laughs> He's yes. a great guy. He's totally awesome. <laughs> it was like 10 o'clock and I'm like, you look like it's 6 a.m. Did you just get up? He said, yeah, I just got up. <laughs> <laughs> it was awesome. He's full of energy, man. He's a good guy. Yeah, I know. He's great. Yeah. So he came in and, you know, we can only serve our beer uh, on site. So he made, uh, he just used like simple syrups and, and grapefruit juice and other things to make these amazing that dude uh, works tables. hard, hey, he to, works, to make a good drink. He put a lot of thought into it. Yeah. Like a lot of thought over, you know, a few weeks. And uh, he did an outstanding job. And I think we well, we might kind of use one of those as a, as a rattler this summer when we have our patio out there. Oh, nice. Um, then we did like uh, uh, an event called Yogi Beer, Yoga in the Brewery, Samantha Squire, uh, Squire Yoga, a Red River student. Uh so much energy, so much fitness, and uh, she came. <laughs> I'm tired. I need a beer. <laughs> totally. And uh, and then the local band, uh, the Treble, came, and they actually played and like uh, played during the yoga event. It was, it was must have been awesome, especially in that space. What what did it sound like? The acoustics are great because we have that pitched ceiling, yeah. and wood. Uh, the floor is like new concrete, so it's a little bit bright off the floor, mm-hmm. the sound, but then it, it absorbs it uh, on, on on the ceiling. So uh, great space, and I can't wait to have more musical acts in there. Yeah, that's all right. Okay, so let's talk about some of the stuff you have coming up. I know you've been open since December, you said, but you have your grand opening coming up on the 23rd. So let's talk about that. Yeah, that's right. So, you know, I was thinking maybe we wouldn't do a grand opening, but then... Uh, some of our it. neighbors in the, because <laughs> we've, we've been open for a little while, yeah, right? Yeah. And then uh, some of our neighbors uh, that sell our beer actually uh, kind of encouraged us to do this. And um, they want to party in your brewery. <clears throat> basically. Right? Yeah. Nothing wrong with that. <laughs> so we're doing this grand opening and we're doing it on a Sunday because a lot of places that serve our beer, the people that serve our beer aren't able to make it to the brewery sometimes mm-hmm. during the week. Right. So uh, we hope that a lot of them will, will come out. And I'm just... We're so fortunate, like, um, all the places near us that carry our beer are, are coming and catering it for us. We're calling it, like, the welcome to the neighborhood potluck. Seriously? Yeah. So more than one place is, is contributing to the food. Yeah, we have the King's Head, Peasant Cookery, King and Bannatine, Yellow Dog, the Merchant Kitchen, and then the Cheesemongers as well. All of those places are bringing food. They're all bringing food. I'm all over that. I am so that. Wow, that's pretty good. No, I know. Like, how how lucky are we? And like, what a great in terms of like the neighborhood and what it's becoming in the exchange. Like, mm-hmm. what a better representation than those businesses that have all kind of opened at various periods. You know, starting with the King's Head and Yellow mm-hmm. Dog and you know Peasant. And so some of them are very 
they only, they've only been open a little over a year, and right. some have been sort of the the anchor tenants of the exchange. Hundred percent. That's a good. That's a good lineup right there. Yep. And and then we're gonna have uh, we're gonna have DJ Honeycutt uh, playing, and then uh, the band Keniston will be coming on just before we close. And hang on, hang on. So that's the same night. It's all the same night. Seriously? Yeah, it's gonna be a bit like an open house, you know, from five until eleven p.m. Uh, people kind of coming and going, and uh, hopefully experiencing what we're doing down there. WSO pop up <clears throat> concert. What's that about? Yeah, so like the WSO is looking at doing just a, an after work pop up concert at the brewery. Uh, so we'll be announcing that pretty soon, I think. Once That'll we, be good. We nail it down. Yeah. Just it, like again, it just you know Centennial Concert Hall is in our neighborhood too, right? So we're all yeah, just our, down the street. Our beer is available there as well, and uh, nice. And yeah, we're just so down. when I take my daughter to her dance recital, I can actually get. Little brown jug beer. Yeah, d- dance recitals just got a whole lot better, <laughs> didn't they? <laughs> Kevin, why are you early? I don't yeah. know. I'm just, you know, making sure we're on time. Where is it again? Where's the dance recital? Okay, we're, okay, we're fine. Yeah, we're good. Okay. <laughs> that's, that's killer. Many beer celebrations going on this week, as well as the main ingredient teaming up with Torque Brewing and the chefs from Prairie Box Meal Service for a beer and food tasting this Thursday, April 27th, in support of Kids Initiative. There'll be door prizes and great food and great beer. Who knew drinking beer could actually change the world? Get your tickets at kevinbergen.com or on the cgob.com events page. We'll be back after the break. Real Love Winnipeg, May 5th. What's that? Yeah, we're just uh, we're just working with, uh, it's just a local um, indie uh, concert, music concert promoters. And we're just like working with them to see how we can kind of work together in, in terms of like supporting like local musicians here in Winnipeg. Did you hear that? That was my phone made the little... <laughs> Um, that wasn't a, hey, Kevin, hurry up. That was just my phone. Um, Urban Brew, April 19th. You got a good list here. Like, like big list. This is good. Yeah, lots of stuff. So this is just a, a group that kind of is is starting up talking about urban issues. And so like um, they're starting off in the brewery as just sort of like an open discussion group. Um, for, and a, a bunch of people are just going to come up and talk about making the downtown Feelings, feeling safer in the downtown. Just is this businesses it. that are talking about it or we're talking anybody that lives? Anybody, yeah. Seriously? Yeah. And this is kind of how I like to use the space. Like this isn't, um, we're not closed when people do this, mm-hmm. right? People come and say like, can we use your space and do this? And it's like, yes, but I want it to be open to anybody. Like, right. So I don't want to turn away my existing customers that want to come in either. And it's sort of a shared space and it being inclusive. Like when you come into the space anyways, in the tap room, it's, it's like a, it's a workplace. It's our brewery. Like we're making beer there, right? right? So like, <laughs> come and do whatever you want. Like come yep. hang out, come put on something, whatever, have a birthday party, whatever, <laughs> you know, like it's, it's all open. So yeah, that's pretty cool. You must get a lot of when people are walking in like, hey, like what's going on? What's going on tonight? Right. Yeah, for sure. That's, that's what we want to create down there. I think is that there's like, there's always kind of something going on there and you can just kind of check it out. Summertime is going to be really good. Hey, I think so. I think it's killer. Um, sustainable building. Yeah, just like um, we did a lot of environmental stuff on our building, right? Yep. So um, they're coming and kind of doing a bit of a, a workshop AGM thing for their group and just kind of highlighting the building. We worked really closely with Manitoba Hydro doing um, all kinds of energy recovery stuff. We draw all of our heat energy from our process equipment. We move heat around between summer and winter time and stuff. So yeah, they're just uh, they're kind of taking a look and they're just interested in the project. And- That's pretty cool. See, the only thing I notice is, you know, when you dim the lights and you get the nice blue lights or whatever, I, I don't know anything else. Everyone I just loves the purple lights. <laughs> so, so I don't know anything else. Too, yeah. 
<laughs> I'm a loser. Um, Royal Canoe Hub Party. That is May 25th. What's that about? Yeah, so we've done a few of these now at the Centennial Concert Hall. So um, Culture Card is putting on these events, these yep. hub events. And so after the show, there's usually a big party. I don't know all of the lineup for that night, but uh, other times they've had like uh, different artists and fashion designers. And it's just a big cultural event that happens after the cultural event at the okay. DCL, or at the Centennial Concert <laughs> yeah. Hall. So, and we're just going to be a part of that, uh, sampling some of our beer and, and being there. That's killer, man. That's a lot of good stuff rotating around your place. Um, and you have a patio coming this summer. Is that the case? Yeah, we're working on it. Yeah. Where is it going to be? It's going to be out in the parking lot. So uh, we're going to take over a few stalls of parking. Yep. Still be some parking on the one side, but... Um, yeah, that side just... street, I think, at that time, like if you were doing something at night, there's still a lot of parking on that street that leads into it, right? There's always parking around yeah. our brewery and um, like we have, we have, well, we have, sometimes we'll have, you know, 35, 40 people in the tap room and there'll be maybe two cars in our parking lot. So people oh, are walking, no. they're biking, we have the bike racks out front yep. um, and yeah, so just people don't really seem to need the parking. There's all, there's all this stuff available. Yeah. Are you guys part of the, the Winnipeg Tasting Tours tour? Yeah, we are. Yeah. Are you really? Good. Sure. That's yeah, no, good. It's great. We, uh, we love having them. Yeah. I think just that's a great idea, a great right? Job. Yeah. Yeah. Um, is the brewery turning out to be what you thought it would be when you envisioned it back in Ottawa and had your plan? I know you had your plan that you went over a million times before you actually pulled the trigger. Is it heading in that direction? Yeah, I think so. I mean, um, I guess as a business owner, it's how, I guess what's different is how you thought you'd be spending your time versus how you're actually spending your time. Right. right. So Okay, so back then you thought, you know, the dream, what were you spending your time doing <laughs> in your mind and what are you actually doing? <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> and you got to share. You got to be honest. <laughs> Take a swig of beer first. That's fine. <laughs> I mean, to be totally honest, I always knew we'd have a tap room. That was the plan, right? Mm -hmm. But like... I didn't really think about the steps of like running a tap room. So that's been fun. <laughs> <laughs> you mean we got to work? <laughs> yeah. Well, cause we we're first and foremost a production brewery, right? right? Like we, we like, we want to sell our beer to restaurants and bars in the city and, uh, and around Manitoba, uh, more and more. And, uh, and they, you know, I love the tap room. I love that people get to come in and experience it and see what we're up to. And, you know, it's our showroom really for our product. Right? Mm -hmm. So it's wonderful. Uh, so that was just one, that's been kind of one learning thing. And then just, I guess, um, yeah, just a lot of people uh, ask you to get involved in different things. And so that's like, that's exciting for me. That's, mm -hmm. it's, it's great, but I didn't realize how much time that would take. Yeah, it takes a lot of planning. Like you're, you're, this list of, of events, yeah. yeah, right. This list of events, like we, talk, we spoke before and you were saying that, um, a lot of the things, it's a lot of dialogue before you pull the trigger. Like all of a sudden, hey, you're talking about it and then boom, it's done. And now we're, we're, we're doing it, right? Yeah. So you got a list of things that literally all fall in that category because especially with the internet now and the way people can see um, that you exist, they can reach out to you at any time, mm -hmm. right? They can see what your place is about, kind of feel the vibe and then kind of contact you. You have a conversation, you click, they come up with a great idea, you like it. And like you said, you're pretty, seem to be open to a lot of different things um, and having different um events at your place. So that's just gonna, that does create a lot of work though, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. 
but for clients like me, I just come in and see the end product and think, what a great time, which is a good thing. But yeah, there's a ton of work that goes back into that stuff. So that's not one thing that you, you didn't picture doing that kind of thing when you opened a brewery? No, and it's just a learning curve, right? We're getting better at it and sort of knowing what works in the space and, right. and, and the kinds of things we want to do. And we do the one beer and we're really focused, like this is kind of a bit of my personality. Like mm. I, I want to focus on doing that one thing well, and mm -hmm. then I want to, you know, be in control of like when we roll up the next thing or whatever. So like, I like to plan. <laughs> no, I didn't know that. So, <laughs> Never noticed. So for plotting something, like I want to know what's happening. Like, yeah. So I guess it's going to be a really big deal when you actually do have release another beer, right? Because <laughs> uh, again, you know, yeah. if you're doing one thing really well and everybody really likes it, because yeah. it is a lot of buzz for a brewery that makes one beer. But again, I think you do it really well, that it will be a really big deal when you actually decide to pull the trigger on another one. And they're going to be really eager to try well, it. Oh, you're really building it up. Right? I'm, I'm, am I right? Yeah, I know it'll be it'll yeah. be a big uh, it'll be exciting for sure. Yeah, people so, have high expectations. <laughs> <laughs> they should. No pressure, no yeah. pressure at all. Um, so let's uh, remind people. Maybe you can give them some basic information on where you guys are, what your hours are, um, and how they can get a hold of you if they want to. Yeah, so we're open um, every day of the week except for Monday. Uh, we open at noon, noon till nine uh, during the week. Open till eleven. Friday and Saturday, 11 p.m. Friday and Saturday, and then noon till five on Sunday. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, the best way to reach us is probably um, through our email, beer at littlebrownjug.ca, um, or through our website. Um, you know, we're on Instagram and Twitter and, and Facebook as well. But they can follow what we're up to and stuff, but the best way to get in touch is by email. It's perfect. A couple more, one more question is, what has changed You've only been open since December, but again, things kind of change. Tap room hours have extended since then, have they not? Yeah, oh you, yeah. You can yeah. stay open until 11 now? Yeah, we can stay open later. Um, which makes sense. You know, I'm serving beer. Like, it didn't make sense closing so early, especially when I'm, I'm having a beer. I'm not leaving at 9. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Um, so that didn't make a lot of sense. I'm glad that changed. Have there been any other changes uh, that people wouldn't generally know about that are moving in the right direction as far as craft beer industry in, in Manitoba? I mean, for the industry, that's, I think that's about it right now. Um, <clears throat> for us, though, uh, I guess the other thing to mention is, uh, like, what's sort of evolved for us is, uh, is keg rentals to the public. So a lot of people are coming in now and, and picking up kegs. So I can rent a keg. You can rent a keg right from the brewery. You know, you come in or you let us know in advance if you like. What about um, the stuff to actually get the, the, you know, pump the beer out of the keg? Yeah, we, Everything. we give that all to you. So you basically, barbecue season, lake season, you just come in. Pick up your keg, bring it back the next week. Killer. Yeah. That'd be great. Yeah. Be great for a party, hey? Yeah, no, it's great. And, you know, we're downtown, so it's easy to, like, everybody's traversing the downtown, pick it up, drop it off. It's pretty easy. Now, that is good news. That's a good way to end an interview. Yeah, you can get kegs right from us. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> awesome. Thanks for coming, Kevin. Thanks, Kevin. Little Brown Jug's grand opening is this Sunday, starting with a neighborhood-hosted potluck at 5 p.m., catered by King's Head Pub, Peasant Cookery, King and Bannantine, Yellow Dog Tavern, The Merchant Kitchen, and The Cheesemongers. DJ Honeycuts at 6 p.m., performance by Keniston at 9.30, and then the party continues at the King's Head Pub at 11. Have a great week, everyone. This is a main ingredient on 680 CJOB. This is 680 CJOB.